Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to The Phoenix Within Us. My name is Lauren Nix, and I created this podcast to remind you of the phoenix within you, your inner strength, your inner power. This podcast exists to talk about life, the difficulties, and the incredible joys, and everything in between. So thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. But before we get into the episode, I'm just going to give a little bit of a life update. What's been going on in my life lately? You may have noticed that last week we didn't have an episode and I felt so guilty about not putting out an episode, but I just started back up at school. Like today when I'm recording this, I just finished my second week of school and I haven't been to school like actual classes really since November of last year when I had my daughter because I finished the last three weeks of school like online and it was really just like finals. That was all I was really doing. So I have taken a whole semester plus the summer off. So I am definitely like out of the habit of doing school even more so than I usually am coming out of summer. So I'm struggling with my time management, which I didn't always struggle with. Like I used to be really good at time management in like junior high and high school, but I think that's because during like the K through 12 type of school, you don't have a whole lot of outside work. You have like assignments and small like little things here and there. But in college, like you have a lot, like it's a lot, especially when you're in online classes, like I'm in three right now. And it's a lot because it's like you have to manage your time to teach yourself the material or to like look at the lectures on top of like doing all of the outside of class reading. So I just feel like I'm always doing schoolwork whenever I have online classes. And I'm just, again, not in the habit of doing school. So like I haven't been the best at prioritizing my time. And I could have released an episode last week, but I knew that it would have been rushed and it wouldn't be something that I was super proud of. And I want these episodes. I want this podcast to be something that I am incredibly proud of. So I don't want to put things out just for the sake of putting out an episode. Like I want it to be something that I feel proud of, something that I'm I'm glad that I did and I put the time into. So that's why we didn't have an episode last week. And again, I felt guilty about it, but I don't, I want to give you guys my very best. I don't want to just give you guys like half of it. So hopefully you can forgive me for not having an episode last week, but This week, I'm excited for what we're going to talk about. Another thing that I'm super excited about for this week that happened was that I got Harry Styles tickets. Oh, like I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. I actually bought Harry Styles tickets back in 2019 when he announced Love on Tour. Like before the album came out, I think, maybe it was right after. I feel like it was before the album came out. I got pit tickets, but then I was supposed to go on a mission trip, and so I sold my tickets, and then mission trip got canceled, love on tour got pushed back because of COVID, and I just, I didn't get my tickets back, so I wasn't able to go, and I was so devastated about it. Not that I probably would have enjoyed it anyways, because I would have been seven, eight months pregnant at the time, but I'm so excited to go. I cannot believe I got tickets. I thought I was going to be spending like so much money because resale right now for the show that I want to go to is like $800 for like basically nosebleeds. And I got like just not the pit, but like right above the pit, like the 100 levels for a really, really, really good price. Like I was lucky enough to get like the the fan 
I don't know what it's called, but I got like early access basically to buy tickets. And oh my gosh, like I was on campus when I bought the tickets and it was so stressful. And I was like pacing around campus and then like jumping up and up and down when I got the tickets. And I'm so excited. I love Harry Styles so much. And I truly genuinely thought that I would never be able to see him live again. I would just like have to live vicariously through people who post his videos on TikTok. But I get to see him in October and I'm I'm so excited, but I have no idea what to wear because Harry Styles like concert love on tour has been like flipping fashion week. Like people have been slaying left and right and I just I don't know what to wear. <laughs> I'm really stressed about that, but I have like a month and a half to figure it out. So let's hope I come up with something really good. And with that being said, let's get into this week's episode. This week, I want to talk to you guys about body image and self-esteem. And this wasn't originally what I was going to talk about. I was going to share my whole experience with mental health and mental illness and just that journey that I've been through. But last night, I felt really like inspired to talk about body image and self-esteem and just overall like how you view yourself from the outside because that's been something that I've struggled with for a long time and I kind of have a different perspective on it right now and I just wanted to share my thoughts on that. But don't worry, eventually I will be sharing my mental health journey. I really want to be vulnerable and honest and open with you guys, but I'm nervous to share that because I haven't always received the best feedback when I've opened up about those experiences. And although a lot of the negative feedback that I've received has been in the like a long time in the past, I'm just I'm nervous to come forward and share like bits and pieces of that story. And yeah, I know it's just I'm all in my head about it. So I want to do it for you guys, but I want to do it when I feel comfortable too. Before we get into the episode, I want to give a trigger warning to anyone listening. I will be talking about disordered eating and body dysmorphia and how I've struggled with those things. So if those are triggers for you, you can stop listening. Or if they trigger you later on in the episode, please contact a mental health professional to work through that. So body image, self-esteem, let's get into it. Self-esteem issues and body image issues impact everyone. I think no matter what your gender is, no matter what your age is, at some point in your life, you have probably been insecure about your body. You probably haven't had the best self-esteem at some point in your life, or maybe you're currently struggling with that like right now. But I think that it especially, no, I know that it especially affects young women and teenage girls. Like, I don't know the statistics at all, but I know how serious it is, how serious body image issues are for teenage girls and young women, especially like tween girls, like middle school girls going into high school. Like that is, that's a tough time. That time is brutal, especially on your self-esteem. And this comes from expectations that we've placed on ourselves based off of society's unrealistic and forever changing quote unquote, ideal body type. Like that thing is always changing. It has drastically changed every decade. I don't remember when I saw this TikTok. I want to say it was like a week ago, but there was a girl who was talking about how, like what the idea of body type was for each decade. 
And like in the 1920s, it was the flapper girl. And the flapper girl was like stick thin, like basically like no curves, just like stick thin, just a straight line down, kind of had a more of a boyish, young boyish body. And then in the 1930s, so they wanted curvy women, they wanted fuller women. And like if you were the ideal body type in the 1920s, you were the ideal body type in 1929, clock strikes midnight, it's 1930, and girl, you're no longer the ideal body type. Like obviously that's an exaggeration, but it has always been unrealistic. And even now, like there's the small waist, big butt, big boobs, ideal body type. But then there's also like the stick thin, super small runway model idea, ideal body type. I keep saying idea body type. I mean ideal body type. But yeah, it's constantly changing and social media has made this so much worse. I think for older generations, it was definitely still an issue, but they didn't have as much access to the media and to comparison like young girls and women do now. Like it used to just be that you would see like models in a magazine and you could compare to that. And I think that our generation, at least like my generation of Gen Z and maybe millennials, like we've kind of grown out of that understanding a lot of the time that like there's a lot of Photoshop that goes on to like magazine covers and stuff like that. But here's the problem is that like we are comparing ourselves to everyday people. Like you're comparing yourself to a girl that you follow on TikTok who like lives like a town over from you or a girl on Instagram who is like a micro influencer. So like these are normal everyday people. These aren't celebrities. We are no longer just trying to achieve what celebrities look like. We are trying to achieve what we think every other girl and woman looks like. And that is so difficult to constantly be consuming media and be consuming this idea that this is achievable because it's achievable for this person or this is how this person looks. There's been a lot of backlash that companies like Victoria's Secret have been getting lately. And I think that that is like long overdue. I'm glad that that's coming to light in a lot of ways with like the Hulu documentary, which I haven't watched yet. But with that song that's been trending on TikTok, it's like the I know Victoria's Secret, that song. I think that the message behind that song is really impactful. Like I struggled as a young teenage girl with the idea of Victoria's Secret Angel. Like I was obsessed with the VS Angel fashion show when I was in middle school. So like when I was 14 years old, I was so obsessed. Like I had a Victoria's Secret fashion show phone case. I had like Victoria's Secret pajamas that I got for Christmas that like I had convinced myself that I would somehow be tall enough, even though both my parents are like under 5'10", (laughs) that somehow I would be tall enough to become a Victoria's Secret angel and that I could be a Victoria's Secret angel. And that had a huge impact on my body image as a young girl. I thought that that was the ideal body type. That is what you're supposed to look like is a Victoria's Secret angel. And anything else is just like, wrong, I guess. That's just how I viewed it at the time for myself. So I'm going to go into like kind of like my journey with self-esteem and body image issues. And that really began around the age of 11 or 12. But I do remember like even farther back than that, like when I was like eight, like second grade, I would weigh myself and we had this like scale where um, you could set like a goal weight and I'd seen my parents do it before. So I think I was like 
53 pounds. I'm like eight years old, tiny. And I like set my goal weight that I wanted it to be 50 pounds. I wanted to lose three pounds. I was a second grader. And like this is the type of stuff that like I was concerned about. Even though like I say that my body image and self-esteem issues didn't start until I was 11 or 12 because when I was eight, it was just like, oh, people just lose weight. Like that's just a thing that people do. But I wasn't like hyper-focused on it, if that makes sense. So when I was in sixth grade, I was a stick. I was the small friend. I was the petite friend. I hit puberty later than most of my friends did. So when they were all developing, I wasn't. I was just, I was stick thin when I was younger. And that was kind of like, I feel like I got like that identity in my friend group was like, oh, you're the small one. Or like if I would complain about like my body image or self-esteem issues, people would be like, Lauren, shut up. Like you're so small, yada, yada, yada. So I got deemed the small one. So when I started going through puberty and like going into eighth grade, I started to gain weight as most young women do when they hit puberty. I started to gain weight. And not like a whole lot of weight, just like a little bit. Like my hips got a little fuller. I got that little, you know, that little bump on like your lower stomach that's like the shape of your uterus. Yeah, I got that when I was in eighth grade. And I felt like I was just like so big. I felt like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? I didn't understand what was going on with my body. Like I went from being the small friend to being like an average. It wasn't like I gained a ton of weight in puberty. Like I was just like an average weight of a 14 year old girl, but I really struggled with that. And I thought it was because like I stopped dancing. I was a dancer up until fifth or sixth grade. So I was like, oh, it's because I don't dance anymore. It's because I don't actively exercise. So I would like download all of these workouts from Pinterest, like, you know, like the graphic workouts and I'd like do them or I'd find like the Victoria's Secret Angel workout and like figure out how to work out like they did because I was like, oh, I need to look like them. I need to lose weight. And it wasn't even just that. I was also comparing myself to my peers, to my best friends who were now smaller than I was because they just have a petite body type and they still do like all these years later. I didn't understand why I couldn't just lose the weight but I wasn't overweight at all. Like there was no weight that I really needed to lose. That was just what my body type was. And it changed from the time that I was 11 until the time I was 14, like it does for most girls. But at the time, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. I just thought that I was gaining weight and that I had to do something about it and I had to lose the weight. And then about, I think going into my sophomore year of high school. So my body image issues start around the time I'm 11 or 12, even though I was the quote unquote small friend of my friend group. I still struggle with body image issues. I think that's because that's when I got social media. That's when I heard a lot of my friends complaining about their bodies. And just, I think that's around the time that a lot of girls do start to feel more insecure. And then I started puberty really and started to gain like a little bit of weight when I was 14. And then going into my sophomore year of high school, I started to get acne. So this is around the time that I'm like 15, 16. And I started to get like acne that like didn't really look like big pimples, but it was like these small spots like all over like my T-zone and like 
under my eyes, kind of like in that like cheekbone area. And I really, really struggled with that because I had never had acne before the time I was 15 or 16. Oh, and I also got braces my freshman year of high school. So getting braces on was like a huge downer for me. I was so insecure with the fact that I had braces and most of my friends didn't. Like most of them were getting them off around freshman, sophomore year when I was getting them on. And I thought that like, oh my gosh, like no boys are going to like me. Like I look like a little child on top of how young I already looked. I felt so insecure when I got my braces on. And then on top of that, I start getting acne too. And then I'm like your stereotypical like braces, acne girl. Although I'm sure no one really thought of me like that. Or maybe they did. I have no idea. No one ever made fun of me for it. But I was so in my own head about all of this. And then at the end of my sophomore year, I went on birth control. And I gained a lot of weight on birth control. I was only on it for a couple of months. But I gained a decent amount of weight on birth control. And that impacted my mental health not even my mental health, that impacted like my self-esteem and my body image issues so much. Like, again, like I was still in that mindset of like the 12, 13 year old girl who was so skinny and thin. And like, now I'm not, even though I'm 16 at the time, like I still was trying to identify with the small version of myself. Like I've talked about in a previous episode of like trying to identify with the past version of myself. And I really struggled with gaining weight. And we went on a family trip to Italy summer after my sophomore year. So in between sophomore and junior year, my family went to Italy for a little over two weeks. And I remember seeing a picture that my mom took. Me and my sister and my mom went kayaking. And my mom took a picture of us. And I remember like looking in the picture and like like my back like I think like I think people call them like love handles like that area was bigger than it had ever been in my life and I struggled with that so much I remember looking at that picture and just wanting to cry like I was like oh look at how good this picture is like look at your smile or whatever and I was just like I just wanted to cry and I think I vowed that day I was like yep nope I got to do something I got to change something like I wasn't really working out at the time like I would on and off but I was like, I got to change something. I cannot keep looking like this. So my junior year, I started working out more consistently. I was super involved in school, so I didn't always have a whole lot of time. But I also started eating less junk, and I went off of birth control. So I think that also helped me to lose a little bit of weight that I'd gained while I was on birth control. And I got to like a normal size. Like it wasn't to the point where I was super insecure about how I looked. I was actually really proud of the progress pictures that I was taking. But I still struggled with my body image. And I think my senior going into my senior year, I felt like pretty normal. Like, okay, like I just look normal. But that's when I really started to experience some body dysmorphia. And I developed the idea that I could be as skinny as people I saw, no matter what my body type was. So although like I was a normal weight for my body type and I looked good for my body type and just like my genetics and all of that, I thought, you know what, no matter like what my genetics are, no matter how like it's healthy for me to look, like I don't have to look like this. I can do what I want to become smaller. 
if that makes sense. And I also struggled a lot with my acne. Like my acne got to the point where, again, I wasn't having these big pimples. Like most of the time I'd get a few like big breakouts, but it was really just like that like T-zone area, that cheekbone area where I was getting all these really small like cluster red pimples. I don't even know what they're called, but I went to the dermatologist and I'd been prescribed a certain medicine. I tried a bunch of topical creams. And so I went on Accutane and looking back, like, I don't know why they give me Accutane. Like my skin really, really wasn't that bad. I should have just gone like an esthetician and got some like treatments or whatever. I didn't need Accutane, but I got on Accutane because nothing else seemed to be working. And so that started clearing up my acne, but it didn't really help with the rest of like my body dysmorphia. And at this time, I also started doing Pilates. I got like this membership to a Pilates place near my house when I was a senior for Christmas. And I absolutely loved it. I loved the way it made me feel. I've always been the type of person who doesn't really like cardio. Like I mentioned, I was a dancer, which is a form of cardio, but it's not like running or lifting weights or anything like that. Like I don't like your stereotypical gym workouts. That just feels basically torture to me. So doing Pilates was really nice because to me, it was like a way of moving my body that just felt, it felt nice and it was difficult, but not to the point where like I was gasping for air. And I lost a lot of weight doing Pilates. Like I started really, or not necessarily lost a lot of weight, but I started like sculpting my body. So I started like getting more defined muscles and just like just defining my body and sculpting my body. And I felt so confident in that, but like, I didn't stop there. I also, and I don't think I've ever publicly shared this. I think a few people who are very close to me know this. I'm kind of nervous to share this part. And I really, really am not encouraging anyone to do this. Please, for the love of God, do not do this. But I started taking diet pills the second semester of my senior year. And these were like intense. Like I was constantly sweating when I was on them. I constantly felt like I was going to throw up. And it's not like I just took the diet pills. I took the diet pills and I barely ate. Like I would only eat, I think less than like 600, 800 calories, for sure less than a thousand calories in a day. But I think it was even less than that. Like I want to say 600, 800 calories in a day on top of taking diet pills and having coffee every day. Like I was not being kind to my body. I was abusing my body because I was still working out and doing Pilates. And like the Pilates I was doing wasn't just like normal Pilates, like it was in a sauna. So I was like sweating my butt off while taking these diet pills and not eating enough to just suit my growing body, let alone my body while I'm working out and sweating and doing all of these other things. Like I was abusing my body. And eventually I got to the point, I got down to, I want to say this was after I graduated, but it might have been right around the time I graduated. I got down to the weight I was in eighth grade or freshman year, maybe even smaller than I was freshman year because I weighed less than I did on my learner's permit. Like what I said I weighed when I was 15 getting my learner's permit, I weighed less than that when I was 18 years old and I just finished high school. And I think I was able to get away with this because I ate enough to the point where people weren't concerned about me, like not eating. So people saw me eat, 
but I wasn't eating enough to like just like maintain a weight to like just to nourish my body in any way, shape or form. Like I was being so, so mean to my body. And I remember after I graduated, I went to Spain with my high school, with my high school Spanish teacher and just like this group of kids that went. And I remember I was so stressed before I went there. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to eat. Like I'm going to have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There is no way that I'm going to be able to get around it. Like this teacher cared about me a lot. Like I couldn't just like get around it. Like I knew I would have to do these things. And I was so stressed that I was going to come back from Spain and I've gained like five pounds and I've lost and lost all the quote unquote progress that I made within the last few months. But then I came back and I weighed even less than I did before I left. So to me, that was like an accomplishment. Like, oh my gosh, here I am. Like I'm finally to the point, like this is the way I'm supposed to be because clearly I went to Spain for 10 days and didn't gain any weight. I actually lost weight after walking around all the time and eating European food that doesn't have all the processed stuff that Americans have. But like, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about the fact that like, here I am, I'm at my goal body and now I can just maintain it and I won't have to work on as hard. But I did continue to take like diet pills. That was another reason I was worried about Spain because I knew I couldn't take those with me and might carry on. So I continued to take the diet pills, but I'd switched to one that was like less intense than what I had previously been taking. And I, again, I felt so confident and proud of myself that I'd gotten down to that teeny tiny weight that was just so unhealthy. And in all honesty, I still look back at pictures sometimes from like that time period. And I wish that I looked like that. Like I'll look at my legs and I'm like, oh my gosh, they were so thin or my arms were so thin. And I will miss that. I'll find myself being like, wow, like don't you wish you looked like that again? But I was so unhealthy and I was abusing my body and like my body just didn't feel good most of the time. Like I would go almost the whole day having only like had an iced coffee. So I maintained that weight when I got to college. I would walk to all of my classes as you do at a college campus. And I think that was my way of like exercising. And so I was able to maintain that weight. And I ate pretty decent food. Like the food that was in my dining hall was actually pretty healthy and pretty good for you. Like it wasn't all just like burgers and pizza, but I could also eat burgers and pizza because I'd gotten down to this super tiny weight. And I was okay with like letting myself gain like up to five pounds, but I would also still continue to take diet pills like infrequently just to make sure that like I didn't gain too much weight or quote unquote too much weight because I could have afforded to gain weight. But then during quarantine, like during COVID and all of that, I kind of stopped caring as much. Like I would eat like brownie dough all the time, brownie batter. Oh my God, I love brownie batter. And during quarantine, I made that a lot and I would eat it like every day. And I didn't care too much about my body image or what I looked like. Not that I didn't care at all because I did still care. But I started caring a lot more when my acne started to come back. So I'd been off of Accutane for a year at this point and my acne started to come back. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? Like, what? Like, I went through six months of Accutane, which if you know anything about Accutane, it is intense and it severely affected my mental health. I was like, I went through six months of that hell just to have pimples again. Like, what is going on? 
And acne has been a huge insecurity of mine. Like that's why I went on Accutane. That's why I dealt with the mental health issues that I had while I was on Accutane because I wanted to feel confident in my skin. And then I also at this time started dating my boyfriend that I'm still dating. And I think that having a boyfriend who loves me no matter how I look has really helped me with my self-esteem. And it helped me at the time too because I was like, you know what? Like I can gain a little bit of weight and like my boyfriend's still going to love me. So like it doesn't matter that much. But then I dealt with pregnancy and that was super difficult. And I will share my whole pregnancy and like postpartum and motherhood journey. But I'm just going to talk a little bit about like the body image issues that I had during that time. Like my body changed drastically and very, very quickly. Like I remember being so sad because at first, like when I was pregnant, it was kind of like just like bloating, you know, for like the first trimester. And so when I couldn't fit into my shorts, like my high-waisted shorts that I always fit into, it freaked me out. Although like there was a human growing inside of me. I was like, why don't I fit in my shorts? I should fit into my shorts. Like what, what's wrong? Why don't I fit into my shorts? So I experienced a lot of body dysmorphia during pregnancy. And I swelled up like a flipping balloon. I think by like 25 weeks or something like that, I was having a hard time walking, like going on long walks because my feet were so swollen. Yeah, I gained, I think, over 50 pounds throughout my entire pregnancy. And it got to the point where like I couldn't look at, I stopped looking at my weight at the appointments because I was like, this is just not good for my mental health. I'm already looking in the mirror and hating what I see. So I'm just not going to look at the number on the scale because that's going to freak me out even more. And because I gained so much weight and because I swelled up, like my face started to change. Even my face shape now, like nine months after pregnancy, doesn't look like it did before I was pregnant. Like my face has changed a lot. But while I was pregnant, it was so swollen. My nose grew, which is a thing I didn't know was possible. But my nose grew. So like the version of me that I saw in my head didn't match who I was seeing in the mirror. And oh my God, I struggled with that so much. Like it was so difficult to look into a mirror because I just wanted to cry all the time. And on top of that, I had such bad like pregnancy acne. My acne had come back full-fledged. Is that the term? I don't really know. But I had really bad acne. I was breaking out everywhere, breaking out on my hairline, breaking out on my cheeks, everything because of all of the hormones in my body. So with the acne and the weight gain, I just I felt more insecure in my body than I have in my entire life. And I just couldn't wait to not be pregnant anymore so that I could look like myself again. But I also had this mindset that was like, although I hated how I looked and I hated how much I weighed, I was like, I am growing a human. So I'm not going to put the pressure on myself to quote unquote bounce back because that's like a whole different standard that society puts on women. It's like, okay, you grew a human for nine months. Like you created a life inside of you and then you birthed that child you pushed that child out of you or had a C-section or whatever, your body just went through this huge trauma of giving birth. But like, you better bounce back. By the time that baby's a year old, you better have lost all the baby fat. You better look better than you did before you were pregnant. Like, there is so much pressure put on women postpartum to look 
like they did pre-baby, even though their body on the inside is not the same as it was pre-baby. So I promised not to put that pressure on myself. And so I didn't. I didn't expect to lose weight for a long time. I figured around the time my daughter was like four to six months, I'd probably start working out again, Um, like actually working out outside of going on walks. I didn't have a whole lot of expectations to lose weight quickly. But I did because I deflated. And that's how I knew that the weight was just pregnancy weight. Because by the time my daughter was four months old, like I could put on a bikini and just look almost how I did before I was pregnant. Or like look how I did in like the early stages of pregnancy when I just looked kind of bloated. And not every woman can say that. And most women can't say that. So I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or whatever, like, oh my God, I bounced back and I didn't even try, which I'm sure it sounds like that. And I'm I'm sorry if it does because that's not my intention at all. But like I didn't put the pressure on myself to bounce back. I wasn't working out at the time. I just I just deflated quite literally. And so I was feeling good about myself like that. Like I'm not gonna lie, that was nice to like pretty quickly like look quote unquote normal again. But the acne was even worse postpartum than it was during pregnancy. Like, my acne was horrid. It was so bad. Like, I have such bad scarring now because I picked at it. And not even just because I picked at it, but because the pimples were so deep that they just have left a mark. Like, there are some things. Like, I'm working with an esthetician to get rid of all of my acne and to just, like, get rid of the scarring. I don't really have many pimples now, like one or two when I'm on my period, but to really get rid of the scarring and there's a few like indents in my face that are always going to be there, I think, because I picked up those pimples and they were super deep and that was just, that was a huge struggle of mine to deal with the acne for so long because that's always been an insecurity of mine and it's always impacted my self-esteem. So I felt better about myself and my body, but then I was struggling so much to look in the mirror and to take pictures and look at my face. Like I would edit out my acne constantly. Like any pictures you see of me from like, I don't even know when, probably like the last trimester of pregnancy up until like April or May, maybe March, up until like March, April, I've edited out my acne. So there's my secret. No secrets there. I've been open about editing out my acne, but like I did that because I felt so insecure about it and I didn't want to post that on social media because again, social media is a highlight reel and I am able to edit out my acne. So that is what I did. And now nine months postpartum, my body, although I have quote unquote bounced back, I hate that term so much, but that's what people call it my body still looks so different than it did pre-baby, which is to be expected. Like I have stretch marks in places that I never thought I would have stretch marks. I didn't expect, like it's not like on my stomach, like from my stomach stretching. Like it's on my hips, it's on my butt, it's on places where like I used to like those places and now I like them a little less because there's a bunch of stretch marks on them and I really struggle with that. And I don't have the body that I thought I would have at 21. Like everyone says, oh, your early 20s are the best you're ever going to look. And for a while, and even now too, I'm like, well, I hope this isn't the best I'm going to look because there's still some things that I struggle with. 
But for whatever reason, although I do feel a little bit insecure about these things or I have in the past, like right now in this moment, I don't feel that insecure about my body. Like it doesn't really bother me. These stretch marks right now don't bother me. Like that's why I wanted to like make this episode on this like perspective and all like my struggles and everything because um, I dry brush before I get into the shower to like exfoliate. And I was doing that and I like noticed the stretch marks on my hips and I was like, these don't bother me. The ones on my butt don't bother me. And like, I don't know when that change happened. I don't know if it's because I've been so preoccupied with school and with a baby and with life in general that like I haven't been thinking about it, but like it doesn't bother me. I'm okay with how I look. I don't love it. I'm not obsessed with how I look and I also don't hate it. I'm just not obsessing over what I look like right now. Like I'm just like, yep, this is what I look like. Cool. That's fine. Like, are there still things in the everyday where I will feel insecure about it? Yes. Like, when things are a little too tight on me and my stomach pours over them a little bit, like, I feel super insecure about that. Or not super insecure. Like, I feel insecure about that. But I'm like, that's my body. Whatever. That's just how it looks. Someone has a problem with it. Whatever. And I don't know really what brought about this mindset, this change in perspective. But I have been taking care of my body more. Like, I've been... I haven't been moving as much lately in the past month as I have all summer, but I've been eating a bit better. I haven't been eating as much junk. I've been taking supplements, been taking a multivitamin, been taking um, a probiotic and just really like listening to my body, sleeping when I need to sleep, eating when I need to eat, just really just trying to get in tune with my body and what's going on. And I've also given my body a lot of grace because dude, I created a whole life like this person is going to be walking around for however much time she's given to walk this earth. Like she's going to grow and develop and become a a human being with thoughts and opinions. Like I just grew a life. So I think I'm giving myself like a free pass. And you don't have to have given birth to accept your body as it is. I don't know what has changed this perspective. But you don't have to grow a human being in order to love yourself. That's not what I'm saying at all. Something that I do think that has helped me with my body is that I have been wearing clothes that I feel good in and that fit me. I'm not trying to fit into my clothes. I am making sure my clothes fit me. And I do wear a lot of like loose flowy stuff. And I think that does help a lot because things are hugging my skin. And so I'm not like seeing like every little part of my body. I haven't liked tight clothes for a really long time. And I don't wear things that I feel uncomfy or insecure in. Like I don't wear tight clothes. This There's this one pair of shorts that are cute and they're kind of flowy and they're like linen, but they are tight on my waist. And so I always feel super insecure in them because they feel too tight on me. Like they're probably a size too small on me. So I don't wear them anymore. Although I like the shorts, like they don't look good on me. They don't feel good on me. Even more, they don't feel good on me. Like maybe they do look good on me, but because they don't feel good on me, I will not wear them. And I think that that is something like everyone should do. You should wear clothes that you feel good in. Don't wear something because everyone else is wearing it. Don't wear something because you saw it look really good on that girl. And like I've been in that situation where I'm like, oh my gosh, this person rocked this outfit so much, but I put it on and it doesn't look good on me. But like you wear your clothes. 
you just got to figure out how to wear them correctly. And you have to figure out like how to dress. I know someone was talking about this on a podcast. They were talking about like dressing for your body type. And I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't really do that, but that could be something to like look into if you struggle with feeling confident in clothes. For me, I just dress the way I want to freaking dress. Like I wear flowy stuff. I've been wearing dresses lately, like long dresses because I feel cute in them. And like, I feel confident in them. And like, if people think like, oh, you're overdressed, you're wearing a dress to Kroger. I'm like, you know what? I look cute. I look so cute. I feel cute. I feel good right now. And that has really impacted my self-esteem in a really positive way. Just wearing what I want to wear and dressing how I want to dress and wearing clothes that fit me instead of trying to force myself to fit into clothes because I think that's what I should wear. I also heard in a, a different podcast that I think I heard in a podcast, maybe it was a TikTok. I don't really remember, but they talked about saying like what you look like is the least interesting thing about you. And as someone who puts a lot of like pride and joy into how they look, into their hair, into what they wear, into their jewelry, like I heard that and I was like, I try to make how I look the most interesting thing about me. But like, that's the least interesting thing about me. How I look is the least interesting thing about me. Like there are so many more interesting things like my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions, my beliefs, like that's way more interesting than how I look on the outside. Like it is so superficial. And I think we are all guilty of this because I know I am. So don't think that I'm like trying to be condescending or whatever. This is just like a matter of fact. Like it is so superficial, the society we live in it is so superficial to just constantly be judging people based off of what they look like. Like I know I do. I judge a book by its cover a lot of the time and I don't know how to get out of that mindset because I want to. But I'll like look at someone and I'm like, oh, she looks mean. But then she ends up being like super nice or vice versa. Like that person looks super nice and then they end up being mean. Like you can't judge someone based off of what they look like. That is just so superficial. And I hate that as a society, we do that. So work on making how you look the least interesting thing about you, even though it already is like focus on that. Be like, you know what? Like I'm really good at painting and that's way more interesting than what I look like. Or I'm an amazing poet or I'm a great athlete. Like that is way more interesting than what you look like on the outside. And if you're struggling at any age, but especially for my younger girls who are listening to this, if you're in like middle school or high school, I have a follow suggestion for you. I only recently started following her on TikTok. I don't know why. Like, I'm sure she came up on my For You page a long time ago, but like, I didn't start paying attention to her until like a week or two ago. Her name is Spencer Barbosa. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I'm sorry if I butchered it. I'm really bad at pronouncing things. But go follow her on Instagram. Go follow her on TikTok. Her TikToks are so inspiring, especially for people who struggle with body image because this girl is just confident in her own skin. And that's like what she shows is the confidence and the struggles with body image and all of that kind of stuff. And she's just, she's, I just love her. I think she's so cute and inspiring. And I really enjoy her content. And I've been like binge watching her TikToks, if that's even a term at all. And I also just want to leave you guys with like, the thought that how you look doesn't define you. And I know that it feels like it does. Like, trust me, I dyed my hair brown once and I was like having an identity crisis because I wasn't blonde. But like what you look like on the outside doesn't 
define you. What I looked like during pregnancy was so different than how I look now, which is so different than how I looked before I was pregnant. But I'm still like basically the same person on the inside. No matter what I look like, I'm still Lauren. I'm still me. I'm still this person. So whatever I look like on the outside doesn't define my insides. My insides are so cool. They're always going to be cool. My brain is always going to be cool. My personality is always going to be fun. So it doesn't matter what I look like on the outside. And if someone wants to judge me based off of what I look like on the outside, if someone wants to judge you based off of what you look like on the outside, if you want to judge yourself based off of what you look like on the outside, ultimately, like other people's perceptions of you are their problem, not your problem. You're cool, dude. Like you're cool no matter what you look like, no matter how much you weigh, no matter the color of your skin, no matter your gender, no matter what you wear, like you are cool. Own that shit. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Again, I'm sorry that we didn't have an episode last week, but hopefully that will not be happening again anytime soon. I hope you leave this podcast feeling inspired and refreshed, and I hope you feel confident in yourself and you know that you are the shit no matter what you look like. Have a great week. I love you guys. Bye.